Welcome to the Alternative GCSE podcast. My name is Emma Howe. I run a very successful business in education and I have a little girl. I am incredibly passionate about education reform. I think we're getting it a bit wrong at the moment. And so I thought I'd start this podcast as a means and way of creating conversation which extends outside of the regular GCSE topics that teenagers learn. It's a podcast that's designed for teenagers, parents of teenagers, parents of children and also teachers. And my hope is that you will be able to be inspired and to think of other ways that you can be successful yourselves in life and also give you some tools to help you. Tools that are just not taught in school, but should be. So here's the podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast today. So today I will be talking to you all about teachers and the strikes that are going on. Teachers are on strike because there's an unresolved pay dispute with the National Union of Teachers, where basically the members, so the teachers, want a pay rise of 12%, but the government is offering only 5%. Pay is an issue. And, and it's, a, it's an issue for everyone at the moment. There's a massive cost of living crisis, which I will make a whole different episode about. But for now, everything is more expensive. I'm noticing it when I do my weekly shop. I'm sure you are as well. If you are a teenager, it's probably likely that you are just noticing it with the, some of the sweets that you buy, some of the magazines that you get, if you get magazines. Uh, but the digital stuff might not be affected. So basically, there is an awful lot of blame on teachers and parents getting frustrated because there's a lot of strikes. There's about three or four different strike days in quick succession over the period of a month. And if you're a working parent, that makes things very difficult. I think employers are a bit more flexible than they used to be, but that is the main kind of complaint from parents. Additionally, from the parents' perspective, during lockdown, teachers some of them were not very quick to react, often sending PowerPoints home and not getting a lot of support. And I have done an episode about this before, but it is really important to remember that teachers work extremely hard. And I know this not only from my previous experience as a primary school teacher, but now as a governor, I can see even more all the paperwork and documentation that teachers and a higher level, the head teachers, the deputy heads, the heads of department need to put into play in order to satisfy the needs of the Department of Education. Now, the Department of Education is basically the department within the government that monitors education across the UK. They set things like hours of pay and hours of working conditions for teachers. They also set out objectives to do with the curriculum. They also set other things like what kids should be learning, how to implement relationship advice, how to implement a more pastoral way of helping teenagers through difficult periods of time, as well as managing staff retention, staff training, ongoing development. Like The list just goes on and on and on. Often they don't get it right. And you can point the finger at anybody for this. But when it comes to the teacher strikes, I can see a very different rhetoric, a very different story compared to nurses' strikes and postal workers. 
And I just want to delve into that a little bit more because I think teachers are under a lot of stress. And here's the reasons why. So number one, if your child is not making the grade, quite often the finger is pointed at the school as to what they're doing wrong. And very rarely do parents say, actually, my child doesn't do any homework. My child does not go the extra mile and do more things. And I think as a country, we tend to pin a lot of our expectations of our children's education, not on ourselves, but on the teachers and the schools. And of course, school is there to provide an education to a point. But I think it is important that, and I'm a parent as well, I think it's important as a parent that you do help and support. And you're aware of what your, your teenager is doing, which is difficult because I work with teenagers all the time and they don't talk to you. Um, but I think that's one of the things that teachers find. They're, they're being held to account in a way they've never been held to account before because parents are growing, especially after COVID with so many gaps in knowledge, parents are growing ever more anxious about their children meeting expectations and doing well in school. There's nothing wrong with it, but I think that could be a reason why teachers have kind of had enough. The other thing, obviously, is the pay rise. So with the government only increasing pay by 5%, but the teachers want 12%, there's a massive difference there. That is the difference between billions of pounds of taxpayers' money. And for a lot of a lot of schools are actually really having trouble with their finances in general. Um, so they they, you know, to find the money is very, very difficult. Teachers are just not paid enough, though, and all of you feel the effects of this. I teach kids across a very broad range of educational backgrounds. Some are homeschooled, so kind of the teacher debate is irrelevant to them. Some are um, go to state schools, some go to independent state schools, and some go to terrible state schools, some go to better state schools, depending on what you want to just you know class is good and, and bad but all of the schools and it doesn't matter what name you're buying into for a school they are all suffering from teacher retention teachers are leaving the profession at the retirement age and there's a lot of teachers about to retire in the next 10 years and there are just not enough teachers staying in the profession And why would they? Not only do they have a lot of stress from management, they have an ever increasing uh, workload. Their pay is, let's face it, rubbish. You know, if you're a secondary school teacher, you'll start on £28,000 a year. What realistically can you do on that? with the way that the world is going. It's very difficult to have a good balance as well within time. Time is such a strange thing as a teacher. I um, I have friends and one of the, their family members is a teacher and she always moans a lot about how she teaches and, and she's kind of right to a point, but teachers never get holiday. Teachers never get, <clears throat> um, sorry, teachers never get, a holiday they never get benefits like they would do if they were corporate and how she has to wake up really early and prep lessons and stuff and she's not wrong because I think a lot of people don't realize what goes on behind the scenes with the teacher and the expectations that some schools place on their teaching staff 
you know, if you're a primary school teacher, you are just one teacher in a state school and you have these 30 children and you have to monitor all of their progress in all different areas and subjects, not to mention relationships with the other peers and deal with that. You've got parents coming in asking questions. You've got special needs kind of forms to fill in. I was reading a report from one child that I work with, one of the children that I work with in in the groups. And her Senko report was about 25 pages long and it's compiled from different teachers and different meetings. And I think when you realise how much work goes into teaching, you would be really, really shocked to work out their pay compared to the, the amount of time they spend. Teaching is often seen as a vocational kind of thing. And I think a nurse... I may be wrong here because I've never been in the, the nursing profession, but I think a nurse has a 12 hour shift as like do police officers as well. And when they go home, they go home. Like they are not supposed to work. They're not supposed to do anything. And I think with teaching, teachers are all very guilty of taking their work home with them, marking at the weekends and that kind of thing, because they can't keep up. Some schools are better at dealing with that than others. And some schools will say, look, leave your stuff here. You go home at five and you come here at nine and whatever doesn't get done, doesn't get it done. A lot of schools don't have that mentality and they expect way too much from their staff members. And what does this result in? Well, (laughs) I can tell you because I have so many kids that come to me. It results in uh, teachers leaving the profession, first of all, the position not being filled and not being filled by someone who can teach that subject. Now I'm talking secondary school. So uh, there's so many math teachers at the moment that are leaving getting replaced with teachers who cannot speak English very well sometimes, who are underqualified sometimes, and who have terrible, terrible personalities that probably shouldn't be teaching. Equally, there are some incredible maths teachers out there, and I don't want to point the finger at anyone here, but this is kind of what I'm hearing from the kids, and it's all anecdotal, of course, but there's a kind of a trend going on here. If teachers are just on supply, they basically get more pay. So if you're a supply teacher, you will get, you know, 80, 90 pounds a day, which actually does equate to more than a salaried teacher. That's just kind of how it works. And so this is why more teachers are leaving, picking when they work. They prefer to go to supply because it's kind of more flexible, can fit around their families. They haven't got the paperwork. They haven't essentially got as much responsibility. And so that's why they're leaving. The other big problem, which I'm on um, lots of chats of teachers in different kind of subjects and also Teachers UK and, and that kind of thing. And the overwhelming thing that a lot of them are saying on there is that they are so tired. And if you have a tired, stressed, downbeat teacher, they are not going to be enthusiastic about teaching your kids. I don't know what's worse, to be honest with you. Is it worse, you know, to have a teacher who is just completely incapable of teaching? Or would you rather have a teacher who teaches on 20% because they are drained, depressed, stressed, they want to leave? I think this is often where and why people that come to me sometimes say, you explain it so well it's so interesting in your lessons and I have the advantage of running my own business and I can see the benefits of this I would never at the moment go back into a school in the state system and there's a whole bunch of reasons why 
no flexibility, the pay is not good. You do not get as much satisfaction. You do not get to communicate with parents and build relationships in the same way you do with what I do. And also the final point is the curriculum. Now, I have never met and I am yet to meet a teacher who is absolutely ecstatic and leaps up with joy at the content of the curriculum. For example, a physics teacher who has studied physics at university, who's been passionate about science. When you read the science and physics GCSE curriculum, it is so dry. I mean, one of the required practicals in um, the physics GCSE is to literally wrap and insulate a cup. And this is for GCSE, 16-year-olds do this. Wrap a cup up with different material and monitor the time it takes for that temperature to go down. That's one of the investigations. And they barely learn anything about space. Literally, all they learn is the life cycle of a sun. And they don't even learn that till the end of year 11. They learn very little about nuclear energy, nuclear fusion and fission. And all the stuff that I love to learn about at the weekend and the stuff that excites people that I listen to on podcasts and all that kind of thing is not in the curriculum. It's so dry. English is another example. I've got some friends that are teachers of English and the texts the text that they study are so dry. It's, it's very sad. And a lot of the kids switch off. Unless you have the time to, you know, make Shakespeare come to life, with it, which a lot of the teachers just don't, it's really difficult to get them interested and motivated. So that's another reason why the teachers are striking. And I think it's just become this really big cataclysmic issue. And it hasn't been in the short term. It's been over the 20, 30 decades that this has come to teaching teacher training is not good enough support of new teachers in schools to feel like they know what they're doing is definitely not good enough I mean I remember crying for most of my first year in a cupboard when I was in a primary school because I felt really unsupported and I just think that loads more could be done to help support and nurture careers in this amazing profession because teaching is the most amazing profession and I love it. I can be stressed. I can have things going on in my personal life and I can do 10 hours straight of teaching and it calms me down and I love it and I love trying to explain things and I love the light in the pupils eyes when they understand something and I love hearing that they're doing well and I even love it when they're not doing well because I know that I can support them but it's just not portrayed in that way. And so I do support the teacher strikes, but I don't know what's going to happen. It's almost like putting a plaster on a massive wound that just keeps bleeding out. And until education reform happens, which is something I'm massively advocating all the time, I just don't know that it's going to be fixed. That was a bit depressing today, wasn't it? I love the teachers. I think teachers are incredible people with very good hearts, kind hearts, and they just want the best for all their pupils. And I really do hope that they get the pay rise that they deserve. And I do hope that their working conditions improve as well, because if you can get a balance of a work-life environment, 
you'll get more motivated teachers who are able to enjoy holidays and trips in the same way that corporate people do and come back inspired, ready to teach their kids. And ultimately, isn't that what life's about? A bit of balance, a bit of fun, as well as working. Until we reach that point, we're going to end up with no teachers in schools and a whole heap of problems. Because every single time a teacher doesn't show up, quits, resigns, that means that we're going back economically as well as a country. There's loads of knock-on effects, not to mention the confidence and the knowledge gaps in all the kids that I teach and that will be taught in the next 10 years. So government, sort it out. Um, Next week, we'll be looking at the importance of suffering and sacrifice to meet your goals. And again, something that isn't taught in schools, but should be. Until then, I will have a lovely week. (laughs) 